0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, joined today by Eddie Radosovich, uh, the one of the the writers, beat reporters for SoonerScoop.com.
1: How you doing today, Eddie? Bobby, how's it going? I'm doing well. Uh, it's football season, or somewhat of a football season, the beginning of football season, so everything is well on this side of the Red River. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, I, you know, I think it's interesting. Uh, we're knee deep in fall camp,
0: just like the Sooners are, um, and I figured that it would be a good time to check in. And maybe ask you who are some of the big names that are having good fall camps that you know of thus far, some of the young guys, and then really how OU, from an OU perspective, sees this season. Uh, Let's start with that. I mean, what what are the Sooners thinking going into their second season under Brent Venables?
1: Pivotal, monumental, uh, major moving forward. I think that you guys are well aware of, uh, you know, all the changes that are going to be going to place in 2024 and Oklahoma, Texas making the move to the SEC. And, I, you know, it's a pivotal year for Brent Venables coming off of a six and seven season, uh, a season that Oklahoma fans simply didn't know how to handle. Uh, they lost games. They lost close games that they hadn't lost in uh, recent memory. Uh, And, you know, I think that the turnover from everything that happened uh, with Lincoln Riley and the way that he exited Norman, uh, it just was unfamiliar territory for a lot of people. uh, And especially the way that they lost games, not making plays late in games. Fourth quarters were awful for Oklahoma a season ago. Uh, You look at the way that Oklahoma just simply has played terrible defense over the last six, seven years. And. For you know, a long stretch of those years, they were able to get away with them when you had Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts at quarterback. And they just simply weren't able to get away with that type of play. Uh, this past season in, in Brent's first year. So uh, it's a pivotal year. They, they have to win, I think, nine or 10 games. That's the benchmark uh, in Norman right now for them to build momentum into 2024 and what that move is going to be like. I'm sure that you guys have, are well aware of everything that you, that Oklahoma and Texas are getting ready to sign up for. So uh, it's a massive year. And you look at Oklahoma's schedule, it's relatively you know easy, all things considered uh, as far as the Big 12 goes. Uh, so yeah, it, it's a big year. And, you know, I think that what they were able to do in the transfer portal with getting guys in, as well as the recruiting rankings, uh, finishing with the top five class, even coming off of the disappointment that was year one, uh, it sets up for what is going to be a a monumental year for Brent Venables, even though it is year number two.
0: This is really good stuff, Eddie. Thanks for joining us. Once again, of Soonerscoop.com. It's on the On3 network. Eddie, the question I have immediately, based on what you know, what do you expect the strengths and weaknesses of OU to be this year? Because obviously – yeah. This isn't a 13-0 and
1: team from, you know,
0: when Bob Stoops and Lincoln Riley had it sure. going. Sure. So what are the strengths and weaknesses of, of OU this year?
1: You know, I, I think that it's it, by the time we get to kickoff on September 2nd against uh, Arkansas State, it's going to become, I think, a little bit of a, oh, here we go again, but competitive depth. And that's something that they were able to go out and kind of answer in the transfer portal they specifically on the defensive line, getting guys like Rondell Bothroy from Wake Forest, getting Trace Ford to come in from Oklahoma State. He's going to have to stay healthy. But when he was healthy, I think Oklahoma fans are well aware of what Trace Ford could do at the defensive end position, getting P.J. uh, you know, a five-star guy coming in. As a true freshman, they need him to be able to produce. Uh, and then they have a, a good returning mix. So I think to answer your question, taking a step forward defensively, uh, when you're talking about getting out of the triple digits like Oklahoma is defensively, uh, it's not that much of a tough ask, right? But at the same time, I think that they feel like defensively they have some guys returning. Danny Stutzman, who led the uh, Big 12 tackles a year ago. Billy Bowman, who was nicked up at times throughout the year. They feel like he could be a a key component on the safety. And they also added Reggie Pearson, uh, a guy from Texas Tech that made a lot of plays a year ago. So they have guys that have played a lot of football. It's a little bit interesting, though, as far as what they're going to do on the defensive line. They're moving Jonah Lululu inside from the defensive defensive end position. They went out and got a guy in Dejon Terry to come in from uh, Tennessee, a 6'3", uh, three, three ish type guy, a big body. Uh, just being out there at practice, we've had, to, we've gone to, we've been able to go to two different uh, viewing sessions for Oklahoma and It's night and day different when you're talking about the defensive line and the size that they have right now. So uh, they need to take another step, though, uh, defensively. DeSaw McCulloch is another guy that uh, you get him to come in from uh, Indiana. He's a true freshman. He was an All-American a year ago. Uh, He kind of fits in that cheetah position as well as Justin Harrington, a guy that's been around the program for a while. So there's some confidence on the defensive side of the football. I think a lot of it goes back to this idea that when you go out and you get a Brent Venables to come in, Uh, I think that people just thought because of his presence on the sidelines, it was going to just seamlessly happen overnight. And they went through uh, some growing pains a year ago. And I think that there was a certain culture that they had to instill on the defensive side of the football. So, uh, again, they got a long way to go if they want to play championship level defense, if they want to get to the Georgia and the Alabama level. But I think that there is a belief that they're going to take a step forward on the defensive side of the football when in contrast to the offensive side, Outside of Dylan Gabriel and a couple of guys on the offensive line, they're having to replace two tackles, which I think that they feel like uh, they were able to answer in the transfer portal with Walter Rouse and Tyler Guyton uh, is going to play more. He started four or five games a year ago. Uh, There's just a lot of unproven uh, guys, especially at the wide receiver position. Uh, And, you know, I think that that's going to be, very interesting here over the next 25 days up until kickoff to see how that comes together.
0: How, who are the one or two you mentioned? Offensive skill guys because I, I know they did graduate. I mean, Eric Gray's gone. Yeah, uh, you know, Braden Willis. Uh, you know, is, is was a good kind of like a utility player almost. He could do a bunch of different things for you. Who are some of the outside of Dylan Gabriel? Because Texas fans are very familiar with him. They did, even though they didn't see him in person last year, right? Who are some of those guys that that Texas fans need to be aware of uh, at the offensive skill position right now?
1: Luckily for Oklahoma fans, I, I hopefully they're hoping that Oklahoma, Texas fans won't have to worry about Davis Bevel at the Cotton Bowl again. <laughs> that was an experience in and of itself. Uh, but you know, I, I, they, I think they're. I think that we're going to put. I'm going to have <laughs> in post production. I'm going to ask Matthew,
0: our producer, to put forty nine to nothing across the entire <laughs> bottom of the row. No, um, ser- in, in all seriousness, that was not a once once you got past halftime you realize y'all y'all went to a a, y'all went to a gunfight with a popsicle (laughs) I mean the
1: offense melted in the first quarter believe me
0: yeah he just wasn't it right you weren't going to be able to do much so uh, that's that's a fair comment but my point is who else I mean who besides Dylan Gabriel are you kind of hearing that that might be guys Texas needs to be aware of these guys they could have a a little bit of a come come out year. But the the running
1: back from Las Vegas, I would imagine he's one of them. Yeah, who do you have? Yeah, Javante Barnes, uh, the running back from Vegas. Uh, you know, he missed most of the spring with a with a foot injury. He had surgery, uh, but when you look at what he was able to do as a freshman in a limited role behind Eric Gray, uh, I, there's some belief that he could be one of the you know kind of upper echelon type running backs that Oklahoma's produced. Demarco Murray's done an outstanding job, kind of retransforming that running back room. Gavin Sachuk got a little bit of play in the bull and looked really well. Actually, him and Javante the first uh, Oklahoma running backs to go over 100 in the same game in nearly you know, 25, 30 years. So uh, that's the core unit at the running back position. Uh, Caleb Hicks, another guy out of the DFW area, uh, has had a really good summer. He's a true freshman, though. And I think that, you know, you look at Outside of that, you look at the skill position, guys. Jalil Farouk is obviously a name that I think Bit 12 fans have been uh, at least known about. He's going to step into that role uh, that is left by Marvin Mims now with the Denver Broncos. Uh, And then it starts getting really interesting. I mean, I I think that Brennan Thompson, a guy that that Texas fans uh, surely are uh, well aware of, uh, he's a guy that Oklahoma's – I don't know about necessarily counting on, but he's an intriguing guy. They have a lot of speed at the wide receiver position. Andrell Anthony, another guy out of the transfer portal for Michigan, uh, has a lot of speed, just hasn't done it a lot on, on the field. So uh, Jaden Gibson, a wide receiver, big body guy. Nick Anderson, the little brother of Rodney Anderson, who I'm sure Texas fans are well familiar with out of KD, is another guy that uh, they need to take that next step. It's just kind of that that time period where – There's only so much you can do about talking about it. You have to go do it on the 12, 13 Saturdays uh, during the fall. So, uh, you know, the one name that is, uh, you know, I think started to create a lot of buzz here and there are only five practices in, so it's rather early, but he's another guy that has blazing track speed. Uh, That's Jaquez Petaway, a guy in the recruiting class from a year ago. Uh, He's, he's really kind of, Uh, I guess, made a name for himself here early during the first first portion of uh, fall camp. So if he can continue on, we saw a year ago with Gavin Freeman and the things they were able to do with his speed. Uh, You know, I think Jeff Levy is going to be able to use him in various uh, uh, roles or various packages, and uh, that will certainly be interesting to see how it all comes together. But until they start playing games, I don't know if you can sit here and just – point to one guy and say, yeah, he's going to show up next to Jalil Farouk. Uh, Drake Stoops is another guy, obviously, you know, coming back from what feels like his 15th year in Norman. Uh, <laughs> he, he does everything that you ask of a wide receiver. I mean, I think when you have an idea of a coach's kid, it's Drake Stoops. I, he, he does all the dirty work. He's going to go get you the extra yard when you need. I don't know if you can rely on him to be a quote unquote a Litnikoff type guy like they've been used to here over the last couple of years.
0: All right. I'd like to welcome in our newest sponsor to On Texas Football. That is Game Time, the app. Game Time CO. If you're looking to download the app, it's very easy. I've used this company uh, multiple times. Very happy that they're a sponsor with us. I used them actually. Uh, they specialize in last minute tickets. I used them last October because I was up in Philadelphia for business. I got tickets at the very last minute to go see the Astros in the World Series. Um, My daughter has used them multiple times uh, for concert tickets, most recently Taylor Swift. The great thing about uh, game time, in my opinion, is that it takes the stress out of last minute ticket buying. You see the prices fluctuate. I literally got my uh, World Series tickets in the Uber on the way to the stadium. And I saw the prices drop a little bit. As I got right to the stadium, it was a fantastic deal for me. Uh So anyways, give these guys a chance. All you have to do is go to the uh, download the game live game time app, create an account. And because you're an on Texas football viewer, use the code on Texas football for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code on Texas for twenty dollars off. Download game time today. That's gametime.co. It's the best place for last minute tickets. Lowest price guarantee. You're just looking for for responsibility and do your do your job. With sure, them, right? that's, sure. that's and, and he's a, he's a good player. He's a fine player. He's just not one of those guys that everybody has to worry about, right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of those OU guys under Lincoln Riley, you were worried about him out there a little. Yeah. Bit. All right. Um. I, hey. Uh. You mentioned. Uh. You mentioned Petaway, Any other freshmen that. That, uh, you, I mean, Peyton Bowen is a name that we hear in Austin a lot as a, a really talented player. Um, major recruiting victory there for the Sooners. Anybody
1: else that you think could could
0: massage their way into the, the two deep
1: maybe right off the bat? Yeah. Yeah, I I think Peyton Bowen, uh, when you hear Brent Venables talk about him, he's one of those guys that it's going to take some time for him to get comfortable, I'm sure. But, you know, just seeing what he was able to do and just how he took over games a year ago for Denton Geyer uh, alongside Jackson Arnold, who I'm sure that there's Oklahoma fans wanting to see him play initially, uh, even ahead of Dylan Gabriel. But, uh, you know, Peyton Bowen's one of the guys, he's going to be in the two deep. Uh, I think he's a guy that maybe could even, we, we, we just got done recording a podcast and talking about, he could be a guy that could be starting by the end of the season at, say, So, uh, Peyton Bowen, and then obviously PJ Adebore. I I think that he's a guy that, uh, you know, Oklahoma simply hasn't had a body style like him in a long, long time. And, uh, you point to that, uh, you know, the people that follow recruiting, they point to that and say, that's why you go get a five-star. That's why you go get a type of guy like that. So, uh, it's going to be a little bit of a work in progress with him. I think that, you know, learning under Rondell Bothroyd learning under Trace Ford, and some of the guys that they've been able to bring in that have a little bit more experience as well as our Mason Thomas coming back for another year, as well as Resi Grimes. So uh, Ethan Downs as well. Uh, He's going to learn, but if it, if the light comes on for him, I think it's one of those situations that you're going to have to throw him out there because he is so uber talented.
0: If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply.
1: Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. buy rate for five years match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions robinhood financial llc member sipc
0: speaking with eddie radosovich of SoonerScoop.com. appreciate you joining us uh eddie uh the other question is this i mean i i i really have not talked to many sooner fans or 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 folks i know that that went to ou uh since texas and ou kind of became strange bedfellows yeah right i mean really odd uh, Since your uh, uh, set of circumstances, I guess, that led us to where and what is happening right now. What is the general thought right now in Norman about Texas and OU going to the SEC a year from now, and the kind of—I don't know—the the crap they've had to uh, overcome uh, on the way out the door of the Big 12? It's almost like they're they're getting you know the ire of everybody else for, for starting this uh, college football carousel.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that it, it's kind of interesting too, just traveling around last year and going to games and being on the sidelines for a lot of the game for, for every game uh, in, in big 12. Uh, it just, it, it was different. I think that there is a certain level of venom that uh, particularly with Oklahoma, because they had been on top of the big 12 for so long uh, that, you know, last year was kind of the shot for everybody to, to be able to really take a swing. And, you know, Walking off the field in Lubbock, it was certainly, uh, it wasn't a gracious uh, crowd by any means. I think that uh, Texas fan are probably well aware of that. And uh, it's been kind of interesting. Even at Big 12 Media Days, uh, two weeks ago or three weeks ago, it was just awkward. And I think that, you know, that was one of the things that even going all the way back to when the announcement was made that Oklahoma Texas were going to leave. They didn't want this thing to linger for too long. They weren't going to, you know, be in the grand rights until 2025 or whenever that was going to end, and it had to happen sooner than later. And I think that, you know, when you get past that, there is a sense of excitement. I think that there's a sense of excitement within the fan base in Norman as well as Austin that, uh, you know, you are in a way moving on to bigger and better things even with the Big 12 and what they've been able to do and keeping that thing together under Brett Yormark. So, uh, you know, I I think at the end of the day, Texas and Oklahoma fans feel like – Their ideologies, their passion for the sport of college athletics, their sport uh, passion for the particular specific sport of college football lines up with that of the Southeastern Conference. And it's going to be kind of uh, exciting, I guess, in a way, it's a little bit scary for Oklahoma specifically coming off of a six and seven season. If things do go south, if they don't go how it's planned this year, that uh, you're going to be entering kind of uh, new waters without waiters in a way and you're not going to be able to fall back on okay well we got this uh game against kansas this weekend or we got a game against iowa state and i'm not taking shots at those programs it's just the reality of the situation that You know, going down to uh, Oxford's a little bit different. Going down to Baton Rouge is a little bit different. Having Alabama and Tennessee come to Norman is a little bit different than what Oklahoma fans have been used to. But at the same time, it's something that they've been clamoring for for, you know, the longest of time. And, uh, you know, it's starting to feel a little bit real even going to SEC media days a couple weeks ago.
0: So let me talk to you about your non-conference schedule a little bit uh, coming up. Who, Who do you guys have in the first three games of the season before you get into conference play?
1: Arkansas State, SMU, Tulsa. And, so uh,
0: you should theoretically be three and zero. Although SMU and Tulsa, they do have a pulse. It's not like they're you're not you're not playing same Houston State. Sure, right?
1: sure. And right. you know, I, I think the SMU game is just interesting, just for the fact that you know, with Matthew Stone, it's going to or it's he's going to be one of those guys that offensively it's going to test an Oklahoma defense that is still probably trying to find its way in the second week of the season. And, you know, at the same time, you should be able to get a lot of guys snaps. You should be able to get uh, the P.J. Attaboris of the world. You should be able to get the Peyton Bowens of the world. A lot of experience before you get into the bevy of what the Big 12 schedule is going to be. And for Oklahoma, I think at a certain, I guess, level, that Big 12 schedule really, truly starts at the Cotton Bowl, they should be able to get through Iowa State. They should be able to get through a road game in Cincinnati after the Luke Fickle departure. Uh It, it would be massively disappointing if they weren't five and headed into the Cotton Bowl.
0: Yeah, that that's going to be tough for for Texas. Texas actually has, uh you know, they have Alabama. In sure, Texas. yeah. It's, a, it's sandwiched by by Rice and Wyoming, um, and then they start conference play with Baylor and, and Kansas as well. So uh, Texas has as a uh, I think that I was talking to Phil Steele uh, last week, Eddie. And Texas plays in, in conference the five teams that he thinks are the top six teams. So Texas is one of the yeah. top six, and then they play the other five, whereas I, I don't think Oklahoma, I think he said Oklahoma has, plays two or three of those.
1: Yeah, Oklahoma compared. was not crying when they didn't see Kansas State or Baylor on the schedule this year. There were no <laughs> tears shed in Norman when uh, they got away from them, as well as Texas Tech, who's given Oklahoma and Texas problems here, uh, you know, obviously last year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
0: speaking with Eddie Radosevich uh, of Soonerscoop.com. Lastly, I want to hit on recruiting. How uh, Texas fans always tangentially interested? Uh, of course, there are some players sure. that they're very interested in that OU and Texas are going up. Dominic McKinley seems to be one right now, the big lineman out of Lafayette, Louisiana. He's announcing, uh, I believe, uh, late September or early September, excuse yes. me, uh, right next to his first game. Uh, anybody else that Texas and,
1: and uh, OU
0: are going head to head with right now?
1: Yeah, I think that you know, obviously Dominic McKinley's a, a name, and you know, when you're talking about making the move to the SEC, you got to talk about defensive linemen. and yep. Nigel Smith is another guy that would make be making his announcement in early September. So, uh, you know, it's it's rather interesting what Oklahoma's been able to do. Uh, and kind of keeping everything together, holding everything together, even coming off of the six and seven season. And a lot of it has to do with the resume that Oklahoma's defensive coaches have, and especially Brent Venables, especially Todd Bates on the defensive line, uh, kind of paired with Miguel Chavis, uh, who enters his second year at the defensive end coach for Oklahoma. So uh, you know, they've been able to have a really good recruiting pitch and they've been able to hold things together. They're having a really good class already in the 2024 ranks, as well as the 2025 uh, starting out. And I think it's just about kind of keeping everything together And uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun here over the next couple months.
0: I think it's very interesting because I think that, that Texas and OU going to the Southeastern conference just totally rewrites the recruiting rules a little bit. Sure. Um, No longer. And OU was the, OU got, got dinged for it too, for being in the big 12. Texas got dinged for it when they would recruit against A&M per se, or or LSU. Those things I think are going to go by the wayside, but now they got to perform once they get on the football field. And, um, Texas, not unlike OU last year. I mean, Texas under Steve Sarkeesian and really the last decade, other than a couple of teams here and there, have had have underperformed. Right? Um, Steve Sarkeesian took over and had a very similar first year to Brett Venables' first year in Norman. Right? Last year, Texas finishes eight and five. Not a horrible year. Texas fans still wanted more. They they were within uh, a score of every single game. Sure. All right, but that's not close. Doesn't get close. Doesn't get it done in Austin
1: or Norman. No, <laughs> that's no, that's, it, it doesn't.
0: That's that's probably why those two teams,
1: like I said, strange bedfellows, go into the SEC. Yeah, and I, I think a perfect example of uh, Oklahoma getting in on a guy and being able to close is Jaden Jackson, who who Texas was recruiting out of IMG, another defensive lineman. I don't think there's any way that Oklahoma was able to close on Jaden Jackson if they're not in the Southeastern Conference. And uh, you know, it's I kind don't of think been Texas inter- would have been in on him without that too. No. No. I mean, Jerry
0: and I talk about all, that all the time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, like you said, I, obviously Oklahoma's going to have to go out, and I, it's almost kind of like they've, they've checked a lot of boxes. they got to go out and do it on Saturdays now. And, you know, I think that that's the most important thing is the wins and losses at the end of the year. Uh, everybody loves Brent Venables around here. I, there's a lot of conversations, I think, that are being put on the back burner because everybody likes Brent Venables. And, you know, you don't want to have those uncomfortable conversations about a staff that a lot of people really, really like. And that's why it's so pivotal that Oklahoma has some success. Success on the football field uh this upcoming season all right that's going to do it for us today eddie thank you so much of absolutely course, bobby anytime uh,
0: before october 7th we will get together again for sure sounds good I'm sure that uh that's going to be a big day on yours i'll be at the state fair that day i'm guessing you will be too nothing better um, and, nothing uh, better we'll, we'll talk again uh, that's eddie radosvich of SoonerScoop.com. matt our producer now you can put that 49 to 0 scoop out of there <laughs> or the uh scroll down at the bottom eddie won't mind I appreciate it, Eddie. You bet. Anytime. Take care.